Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. This is the second part of my conversation with Janaki Raman Srinivasan, known as Jani. In the first part, Jani spoke of his initial years in IT and the long career he had with Wipro. We ended that episode when it was a segue into his entrepreneurial phase. In this episode, Jani continues to share more stories related to the startup bug that bit him when he was in the Silicon Valley and the strong emotional connect he had with Mr. Ashok Suta that led him to be a co-founder of Mindtree. He also talks about the changes in his experience of being in a startup phase, which was 19 years apart, initially in Wipro and then at Mindtree. And also how some of these changes influenced some key policies and the strategies in the second startup. He talks about the benefit of complementary strengths among the co-founders and his experience of incubating innovation and startups within Mindtree. We then move on to how he set up Nuepro and how he keeps himself updated on emerging and futuristic technologies. And I was also curious to know how he finds time for all this. A wonderful response. He also talks about the personally stressful phase when as a leader you think of or are actually making transitions across organizations in terms of your relationship and commitments to your team and the importance of people in the success of any company. And finally, I ask him for his career advice for people considering a career in IT or those who are already in IT looking at a role transition. The next episode will be our 200th episode. We have something special lined up for you. Don't miss that. And meanwhile, listen on. Yeah, I think it is a good segue. That was the curiosity question that I was going to ask anyway about having grown with the organization, having a large team, doing all these things. Hmm? What was the bug that bit you for the mind tree transition? There are a few things, you know. Uh... Subrata used to have a famous uh, line actually saying that there should be a reason and there should be a season for anything to happen. <laughs> okay, the season came up in an entirely uh, different context, but you know the reason to some extent I can say what it was uh, in Vipro. Since I was heading global R and I was dealing with global customers by the time Cisco or Intel, AT and T, Tandem, Compaq, uh, HP. All of them are our customers, and then every day we used to deal with them. Uh, you know, th- there was always a little bit of a pressure saying that you know, uh, when you head uh, a global business, you need to get a global exposure. That means you need to live beyond India somewhere else also. And that's when you know uh, the suggestion came up that you know, can I take up the same role, CEO role, but drive it from sitting at US? So I moved to California for one year. Because you know, I didn't want to settle abroad. Otherwise, I would have gone long back. Uh, so I took a break from India, and I told clearly that I would like to be back after the exact one year. That means one academic year. I can say my kids 
know, the day they finished the school, I left to US and the day the school started here, I came back. So only 10 minutes in between, I was there at US. Okay. But when you are in Valley, that fever catches up. And at that time in 99, 98, 99 was the time frame. It was the peak of tech boom. And it was the peak of uh, startups happening. You come across not only large organizations because you they happen to be your customers, but you come across several uh, startups. You come across the community which is talking about people making millions and then doing startups, successful IPO, so many other buzzwords, frankly, which I had never heard of and which I had never dreamt of before. But you keep hearing that. With that background of global exposure, with that background of uh, so many things happening around the world, I came back to India as I asked for and as I committed and I settled down uh, over here without knowing the kind of turbulence that may happen uh, uh, in Wipro, which was a possibly a positive turbulence, I don't know, for Wipro, was the leadership change for the first time. Because, you know, I remember Ashok Suta joined in 1984 and uh, he came from DCM with a mechanical background and uh, he was heading the Wipro's information technology business. And uh, so Dr. Sridhar Mehta one day called me and then told a new president has come, Ashok Suta, and he doesn't have exposure to computer. You go and then tell him how your computer works. So in 1984, I was as a bacha, three-year experience guy or four-year experience guy, asked to tell that rather Mr. Ashok Suta, who was the IT man of the year downstream, on how your computer works. When a key is pressed, how the ASCII character goes and then how a, a display mm-hmm. pops up with a character or it gets communicated over a RS-232 line those days, even Ethernet was not there. So you know, all those things actually, you know, from there, in 1999, one day I hear from the newspaper that uh, Ashok Suta is leaving. And at one end, Vipro told okay. that Ashok Suta is retiring. At other end, Ashok Suta told I'm starting a new venture. And I was very, very emotionally connected to Ashok Suta. So I was wondering, you know, I had been to US. I had been there for 19 years at Vipro and I have done it. And that year was the most successful year. I was, uh, my business was the one which was delivering 33% profit. And uh, it was one of the highest growth, 43% year on year growth. So having achieved all this, this 2,200 people organization at that time, I may take it a 5,000 or I may take it a 10,000. But here there seems to be an opportunity where Ashok is starting something. He wants to build a different kind of organization. I also had that uh, little bit of a fire lit somewhere uh, at Valley saying that, you know, you you can think of a startup. Okay, so why not I join hands with Ashok Suta? There were totally uh, nine other co-founders along with Ashok Suta and then I was the 10th one. I was the 10th co-founder at uh, Mindtree actually and uh, became part of the board and uh, uh, four of us were in the board of Mindtree and I was heading one business. Krishna Kumar was heading another business and Shubrito was handling the marketing and sales and Ashok Suta was the overall CEO actually. That is the new phase of life uh, that started actually. So I will say that, you know, it's, it's a part uh, the desire inside buried but not popped out on its own. Next one is the season which I talked about where somebody is creating something and I know the person, I know the team, why not I be part along with them and then create something along with them. So those are the things that uh, drove me to join my team. There was no 
negatives about Wipro. We have tremendous respect because many of us became what we were mainly because of Wipro, actually. And frankly, from a village boy to becoming a chief executive of one of the division and then running a business, that opportunity, you know, uh, I couldn't have dreamt of without uh, Wipro there. But 19 years was a good enough period. Nowadays, 19 months became too much for many of the IT professionals. 19 years was a good enough period. So I moved out of Wipro into Mindtree. So how was the, the starting up experience you know, twice over 19 years apart? You talked about Saleh Ahmed and assembling computers and all that. And then in 99, how was the scene? Was it different? No, the scene was totally different, I'll tell you. First of all, uh, uh, you know, when uh, we started at Wipro, I have never understood the ownership and then the executive, actually. Mr. Premji was the owner of Wipro, almost 85% or 86% he owned it. Ashok Suta was the uh, president of uh, Wipro Infotech. Uh, but somehow, you know, I couldn't even draw a line between those two. I remember somewhere around 1987, 88, uh, there was an induction program at Wipro where Premji addressed the freshers. And one of the young uh, fresher, actually, you know, I won't tell the name now, but he became one of the billionaire later. He asked a question standing up. Uh, Mr. Premji, I am joining this organization. What is the ownership for me? Are you planning to give employee stock option? Mm. That was in 87, 88, which was not heard of at Wipro. We didn't even know what is stock and what is stock option. But this guy uh, asked that question. And then Mr. Premji told his own answer in terms of how ownership is critical for running an organization. Stock options may happen downstream, but still he will continue to keep the ownership because you know uh, without ownership, sometimes the organizations can go away and all actually. You know? Why I'm telling this story is one of the first change that we brought at Mindtree when we started was one-sixth of the Mindtree will be owned by employees. Employees beyond founders. Founders were holding, all of us together were holding around 40%. And 16.67% of the shares were allocated for uh, ESOP. And every employee, the first 2,000 employees had the stake in the organization. That is mm -hmm. one major change that happened, actually. Mm -hmm. Second, we didn't have the time like 1980. You know, 1980 was the start of the IT story in India, I can say. Only a TCS was there before and then HCL had started one year ahead of uh, Wipro and then there were no other competition. The reason for... DBL where I started my career. Ah, okay. The, no, also DBL, TCS. I understand. <laughs> but, you know, we don't count that uh, mainly because, you know, they, they were not R&D organizations where, where products were made here. Products yeah. were made somewhere else. Marketing right. strategy was somewhere else. MNC mm -hmm. power. I, I'm not saying anything negative about that. But what I'm saying is it is a different context. Frankly, you know, why Wipro started getting into IT from a Vanaspati and a soap company was mainly because at that time, the Janta government asked all the global players to move out, including yeah. the IBM and the ICL of the world. And there was a sudden vacuum. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's when Wipro thought, you know, it's a good time for us to enter into IT and then make our own computers. Okay. So that was the context in yeah. which Wipro came into existence. But when 99, when 93 started, already, you know, we were into the IT services. 
we positioned ourselves as a company which focuses on dot com in it and telecom in the product engineering space because both of them are the high growth areas but still all of them are done deals actually you know we had a wipro we had a hcl we had a tcs we had a infosys we had a saskan so many uh, you know others hues and everyone was there whether it's a product engineering space or a it space actually you know but what we had a strength was one the leadership team where it is a leadership which was complementary to each other none of us you know what shubhrato's main strength was not my strength what my strength was not kk's main strength vice versa like that and surely you know ashok sutta had the overall bird's eye uh, view of how the it organization needs to be run and uh, you know when it comes to technology he needs someone when it comes to finance he needs someone so we had a team which is the sales finance technology it operations all of them you know were coming together uh, so the team was there but business needs to be gained actually and we cannot take a saleh ahmed approach of you know starting in a basement so we wanted to start in style mm-hmm. and luckily the vc organizations were willing to bet and then fund us so we raised 25 million dollar fund somewhere around 22 23 from the vcs another 2 3 million dollar all of us put together our own money and we wanted to have our skin in the game also actually so we put that money and somewhere with 25 million dollar and with 10 leaders we were starting uh, mindtree okay and we decided that we will focus on certain market which is the dot com and uh, telecom market and we started knocking at the doors of uh, the existing customers whom of our earlier organizations whom we had contact and to our surprise and bad luck all the customers told that when you grow big you come to us actually we don't give business to start up oh. <laughs> okay so we have to go and then knock at the door of many of the small companies small dot com companies for example a, a dot com company which was coming up at varnasi which wanted to set up a portal for uh, let's say the lucky stone matching for the individual based on date of birth so that they can sell lucky stones and then they can make money <laughs> now i need to go and then you know knock at the door of a amber network or a autogon network which was something like 40 people 50 people network organization which is a startup and then tell them the india story that how they can expand fast their engineering in india by doing development through us so we need to take a entirely different approach to first grow in size that's what we realized without growing in size nobody is going to value us but you know we had that confidence and tenacity one because of our experience second because of the money power and the third because the market itself was booming at that time because of the y2k and so many other opportunities it was a growth and the tailwind was very good so all of them together took us to the higher level okay and even in mindtree you are kind of incubating another startup right yeah on products and all that now how did that come to be or you know, this whole startup uh, probably the energy you derive from that see the in mindtree we started in 99 and right from day one uh, myself and kk were running two parts of the business two thirds of the business was run by kk uh krishna kumar uh, who later became the ceo and then the chairman of 
Maintry. And uh, he was running the IT services business. And I was running the product engineering services business where primarily it was a product company. It can be a software product or a hardware product uh, or an overall integrated product. So product engineering services uh, is the one uh, we were running. And I was talking to you about the story uh, that we need to take to the market. One of the things that we found was that you know if you go and then just knock at the startup alone, uh, it may not be sufficient. And even the startups may not go and open the door unless we have a proven track record. So I created a concept of what is called as mist and mint, mindly incubated showcase technologies and mindly incubated new technologies. I'll tell you the difference. The mindly incubated new technologies are nothing but the intellectual properties that we develop, which can be licensed as is in the market. Okay. Uh, it can be a USB stack, it can be Bluetooth, it can be any one of the technology base on which you know you build uh, your stake and then you know you go ahead and then sell intellectual property in the market. That was the mind incubated new technologies. We built several small, small products like storage management uh, software, network management software, Bluetooth technology, Wi-Fi stake, and so many other uh, this thing, you know, CD-ROM server. Uh, telemedicine uh, product like that. So that was uh, the mind incubated new technology. The another one was the mind incubated showcase technology. Mind incubated showcase technology is the one where we don't have to build from scratch, but we can build something unique where we bring several technologies together and then build a platform and showcase it that we are capable of doing it for the customer. So we went ahead and then started showing the mist and then the mint to our customers. In addition to saying that we have the management strength, we have the money, we have the interest, and we have the capability, everything. We started showing them small, small technology pieces uh, of uh, the IPs, and then the platforms which were built uh, with mindly incubated showcase technologies. Okay. And that itself led to lot more opportunities coming up our way. A customer will buy, for example, a NAC will buy a Bluetooth stack from us. But once they get to know us, then they will say, actually, can you port it to a phone? Can you port uh, it to a headset? Can you port it to a setup box? Then having done it, they will ask whether he can build a phone platform or whether he can build a setup box platform or something else. So. The key to open the door of the larger customers became these intellectual properties and the products that we showcased. Okay. So that was the journey with which you know we we could grow consistently our uh, Mindtree's product engineering uh, business, and we had a fantastic business actually. You know, we reached somewhere around two thousand people by that time uh, of uh, somewhere around uh, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve in twelve year time frame. That is when. A different thought came to our mind actually you know we thought we are building technology and products for our customers and there are so much of internal large within the organization also for people to build our own products but at the same time you know always dr sridhar mitta used to tell me during my wipro time you cannot uh, drink milk under palm tree people will think that you are drinking something else hmm. okay yeah. so so we can't be building products competing with our customers so we decided that we will have a separate program which is totally 
firewalled from rest of the organization. And we initiated a program called 5 by 50. That means five technology ideas which have a potential to grow into a $50 million business. We will create entrepreneurship. We will incubate such kind of products, but we will not become a product company. We will spin it off. Okay. Either as independent entity or somebody appears. So we started building multiple such products. And one of the product is the one which I took over in 2014 and left Mindtree and started an organization called Nuvepro. N-U-V-E-P-R-O. Yeah. It's in the cloud technology space because we built a product in Mindtree called VM Unify, which was for uh, private cloud management. That technology was good. It, it found some traction, but still making it, winning, uh, selling it to the customers was difficult, actually. Mainly because customers looked at us as a, uh, you are a services company, why are you in products? Hmm. And even if you are in product, how am I assured that you will pay enough attention to me? You have a $200 million business coming and this is nothing for you. We won't hmm. be able to give such kind of business. So uh, how are you going to get attention? So no, we need to pin it out. That's how uh, the product uh, part of the Mindtree uh, started coming up. Two questions. Now, one yeah. is, how do you keep yourself updated on not only the emerging technologies, but also you may have to take bets on the future. That is one. The second part is also related, which is how do you find time for all this? Oh, time is a plenty. I'll tell you what, one of the things that, you know, I I have seen the way, you know, Mr. Premji and uh, Mr. Suta works. I learned a lot from them. But one thing that, you know, always I used to feel that, you know, these people are working almost 18 hours a day. I don't want to be that in future when, you know, I grow up and then I reach certain age. So in 2010, we had a strategy meeting uh, at Mindtree uh, at a place called Kutiram, which is in Dodapalapur, that side actually, you know, it's a Taj Kutiram is the place. And at that time, every one of us were discussing about our future. And one of the things that, you know, Mr. Suta asked, who will be the next CEO after me? And at that time, one of the things that I told is that I will not be actually, I'm sure. Because I told him that my plan is to leave Mindtree on 2014, October 20th, which is 15 years from the time when I joined Mindtree. He asked me what he will do. I told I'll retire. I told I will not take a 24 by 7 job. I will not take a job where I had to be on 200 days on the road. Because I know I used to travel heavily being a business head. You know, you need to cover various countries, various customers. Uh, it was interesting, no doubt about it, but it took its own toll actually, you know, and uh, mm. I felt that you no know, one, I should spend time with family and second, I should do something different from what I'm doing because, mm. you know, uh, from 80 to 90, it was products and 90 to 2000 was uh, services at Wipro and uh, 2000 to 2000, 2014 was again services at uh, Mindtree, which was little different, but whatever it is, ultimately, you know, all smell alike actually, you know. Okay. So wanted to do something different. So in 2010, I told that, you know, I'll uh, leave Mindtree in 2014. And uh, the, so the succession and other things can be planned actually. And in 2013, we identified a leader who became the CEO of Product Engineering Services. And I took a little uh, generic role of uh, a CTO role. I won't call it as generic, but uh, to some extent for me, it is a placeholder role till I vote, but I nurture and then hand over the PEs properly to the leader who is succeeding me in terms of, you know, uh, accumulating with my customers and people and 
organization and processes and all actually and in 2014 i left i can say that you know when i thought about in 2010 what i'll do after 2014 i didn't have any idea at all frankly i thought let me fix a date so that you know one organization knows and then i had given time because one regret that i had at wipro was that you know i came back from us and within 3 4 month i left and so many people i told you that you know people around me are the one who made me there their leader i felt somehow a guilt in the corner of my mind i left them halfway through it's not that you know without me they they, they can't survive but i can see that you know the emotional connect and then you know literally i wept when i had to say that you know i had to leave uh, wipro mm. and i could see there are so many emotional faces and tears rolling up i didn't want that to happen i wanted my mm. separation at mindfi should be very smooth people should not even know that they are missing me okay so it needed that planning in 2010 for me to tell ahead of time 2013 or 13 is the one when we started this 5 by 50 program and when this particular vm unify product we wanted to take it to market where we wanted external investment all the vcs told that it is a intellectual property owned by mindtree and how can i invest and even if i have to invest how do i know Uh, whether the team will be independent even if the team is independent how do i know whether the team is capable because they have never done it, anything on their own like that there were so many roadblocks actually so somewhere around 2014 uh, 6 to 8 months before i leave having tried all the things to get a vc investment and make it as a spin off organization it didn't happen i know that the team is good i know the idea is good i know it's a cloud which is a emerging space and uh, you know possibly uh, what am i going to do after leaving why not i take this as a startup and then run it so i discussed with board of uh, mindry and i told them that i'll give certain stake for mindry into my new organization in case they agree to give away the technology and people and i'll give some cash also in lieu of the ip that is being taken away and i'll form my own company and if this company is successful two things will happen one uh, uh, mindry will gain the money for the stake that they have and second they would have proven a model which they can take it forward for other such ideas that come up mm. within uh, mindry and uh, that was you know very much uh, accepted by uh, mindry they were kind enough so i took the team and i took the technology but i took a key leader giridhar and the first thing that i told giridhar is in 2010 i told i want to retire and i'll tell you in 2014 also i want to be in that retirement <laughs> don't suck me into the day to day business of uh, novepro i'll be the chairman i'll guide i'll uh, participate in strategy i'll help in winning critical customer and i'll come in whenever there is on exception basis any critical things on which i need to get involved actually you are going to be the ceo and you have to run it okay that's how the nuepro journey started in 2014 and you know i can say that you know, we had our own roller coaster right but reasonably successful especially in the last few years actually so that, that's how it started actually the thing that you were asking about you know how do you find where is the opportunity i'll say that you know few things that you know we need to look at actually one is that you know when we started mindry why did we say dot com and telecom though later we became another software company when you had to start with you need to show specialization you need to be trendy 
you need to look at which is the area that is going to grow heavily actually so at that time we found that the e-commerce is going to grow uh, that digital is not a word that time used it was e-commerce b2b and b2c mm-hmm. similarly the telecom the wireless 3g 4g wifi and so many other things are going to emerge and then we took bets on that actually so similarly you know when we have to uh, get into the startup ideas cloud is a big thing actually at that point of time today the mm-hmm. cloud is there everywhere actually but you know cloud is something that you know we felt that you know we can bet upon so mm-hmm. one you need to identify the areas where there is a potential for growth you know sometimes technical people or technology people get stuck with fancy of technology mm-hmm. you know a uh, protocols bits and bytes and then you know algorithms all those are great no doubt about it but ultimately it has to serve a purpose Mm. and we know that cloud will serve a purpose actually so you know the purpose and then the trend is something that is important okay. second the team is very very important ultimately you know one thing that i learned in wipro was that wipro was successful not because of uh, you know we were a fancy company actually but because we had solid people with right culture right mindset long term you know 19 years was not a small time and even 15 years at 90 was not a small time uh, you know so we, we need to have that you know perseverance and long term orientation right mindset people people whom we can trust and then depend upon actually so that is uh, another element uh, that is needed actually and third element nowadays it has become true is that you need to have the money power uh, mm-hmm. you know, luckily uh, by god's grace you know with uh, uh, being one of the founder of mindy i made good enough money and i can put small money to invest and later we raised two rounds of fund but first five years we sustained with the money that i put in in the initial years in addition to the money i paid to uh, mindry so the, so those are the few things you know that have to come together to uh, make it a success actually yeah wonderful jani um, i would like to ask you one question that i usually ask my guests which is about career advice Uh, one is for people who are considering a career in IT with so many new technologies emerging people saying ai is going to take over everything is there a future for it for somebody starting now and similar thing for somebody who's mid career who is probably wondering should i be technical should i take up a managerial role should i do a startup what do i do so do you have any tips sure. or warnings for that see the well, first let me tell you on the it actually you know my belief is that you know india will uh, have this uh, riding this it wave at least for another 15 years you know when uh, 90 to 95 when we did uh, people told i all these are body shopping what is going to happen then we started getting uh, work to india then you know you people can manage small projects what you can do actually then we started doing big projects people are wondering actually that you know there is no innovation in then we started doing consulting to our customers and then how they had to shape up their business and what next product needs to be or oh, you can only consult you cannot do your own actually now then we started doing our own products as a country also in addition to the services actually and there is always you know what started as a cost arbitrage uh, became a talent arbitrage because you know there are no talents available other than india in plenty for 
the growing uh, wave of IT and then later digital actually. And it is going to be idea arbitrage next, where ideas will emanate from India, will be adapted by Western companies. The kind of acquisitions and the unicorns that you will see out from India are going to be enormous. So I'll say that at least another 10 to 15 years, there is enough of road, enough of opportunity for people to really do well in IT. Actually, It is not a story that is going to end. It is a story which is in midway. And I feel that we have a long way to go. And we have several things that can be achieved together. That is my perspective on what I believe as IT. So if somebody is taking up a career in IT, I'll say, go ahead and do it. It's a good thing to be in. Now, when it comes to uh, whether in a person has to take uh, a, a technology or a business or operations or quality or what kind of role, actually, you know, uh, I'll say from an organization perspective, it is like different organs of the body. You know, all of them are extremely important and without one, other cannot function. Several times, you know, in the first uh, five to 10 years of my experience at Wipro, somehow, you know, the technical people used to ignore salespeople. Oh, they will yap, they will wear tie and then carry a bag and then, you know, tell a lot of lie and then sell. Selling is not easy. Actually. You know, when you get into role of selling, you know how difficult it is and how many times as technical people we mess up, but still the salespeople need to cover up and then sell us in the market actually. Okay, so sales is important, marketing is important, quality is extremely important. Actually, you know, consistency in what you deliver, predictability, and customer feeling comfortable about what you are delivering. That is the one which enables repeat business. Actually, you know, quality is the cornerstone of repeat business, which is the growth for especially services. So, from all those angles, all these are important, actually, but you can't be in everything on day one, actually. Mm. So Luckily, I had the opportunity of seeing multiple of them and then deciding on what I need to be, which is the business leader, but people intensive business leader. Services business happened to be much more people intensive. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, I happened to be there. Most of the career, I, that's what I tell my son uh, that, you know, uh, your uh, capability should be like a T, where on certain things you need to have. Tremendous depth where you will be much, much superior to somebody else. But at the same time, the top line of the T shows the breadth. You can't say that I am only this. Then one, you are risking yourself. Okay. And second, sometimes you may not be valuable to others. Mm -hmm. So it's better to have the breadth so that you know what are the adjacencies. And mm -hmm. you will be able to quickly switch over or morph in case it is needed. Mm -hmm. Or you want to become much more a well-rounded person where you need to taste multiple things actually. So from that angle, you know, each one needs to decide what, what is mighty, where I want to go into the depth on certain things and I want to have breadth of multiple things actually. Sometimes you may have that uh, you know, curiosity and interest to know that this is where I want to build the depth. But sometimes you may not even know actually, you know, where you want to build the depth. That's where, you know, you need to explore. So an organization gives you alternate opportunity. You know, sometimes we feel very, very uncomfortable uh, whether we will be able to succeed, whether we will be able to do well. So we don't want to even try alternatives actually. So when organization gives you opportunity, 
explore other things also in addition to keeping your course time if organization doesn't give ask for it within the organization if organization cannot give at all then look outside actually but you know, get a little bit of rounded exposure but with a depth in certain things actually you know? without getting into water you don't know how to swim actually i'll tell you when i became regional field engineering manager when i had to manage some 100 clients and then some 30 field engineers and uh, 23 locations frankly i didn't know anything at all i have to learn from people who were field engineers already there i am their boss but i should not have a hesitation to learn from others it can be your people below it can be peers it can be people above several time the best way to learn is to say that i don't know i want to know it is like ashok sutra becoming from a sriram refrigerator to a it man of the year in data quest it is that hunger to learn it is that openness to learn it is that taking the help from others to learn all of them are important actually so i am saying that you know keep your learnability high in addition to developing depth keep the learnability that will enable you to uh, test waters in the adjacency and over a period of you know let's say 45 50 years 40 years you need to become a much more rounded personality. There are people who want to become entrepreneurs at, at a very, very early age. Sometimes, you know, people come out of college and then they say, I want to start a company. There is nothing wrong in it. But I'll say that, you know, you have to understand the education, learning and the industry or business learning are much different, actually. The realities can be much different unless you have come from a business family. I didn't come from a business family. I had to learn everything on my own by being in the business as part of the business, actually, you know. So people should at least spend something like five to seven years in terms of being in organizations, learning technology, learning sales, learning quality, learning processes, people management, operations, many aspects related to the business, at least you should have some understanding. And you should discover yourself during that five to seven year period and what you are good at. Identify that key vertical where you will be able to go into the depth, key function that you will be able to go into the depth. And many a times as entrepreneurs, you can't be individually successful. You need people who will complement you. If you are good in technology, you need people who have good insight into sales and vice versa. So identify those people whom you will be able to surround with. And as, as a team, how do you make the business happen? then move on to the entrepreneurship. Don't jump on to the entrepreneurship too early. That's my view. Nothing wrong. There are few people who have been right from college but made a success. But, you know, I won't say that you know, success, if the chances of success in a startup is 2 in 10, it will become 1 in 20 if it is a fresh and then jumping into the race. That's what I'll say. On that note, thanks for the encouraging you know, views on the future particularly in, in IT. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time and then sharing these wonderful stories. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks a lot, Shiva. Okay. It's a great pleasure to talk to you. Hope uh, your audience will find some benefit out of it. Absolutely. Thank you. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, 
प्लीज सब्सक्राइब ऑन योर फेवरेट पॉडकास्ट क्लाइंट एंड स्प्रेड द वर्ड इन योर नेटवर्क इफ यू लाइक टू शेयर योर स्टोरी कॉन्टेक्ट अस एट पॉडकास्ट एट पी एम हाइफिन पावर कंसल्टिंग डॉट कॉम